Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello, hello, and happy 2023. Uh, This is the first episode of 2023, and I just want to thank you for being here. If you're still here on this ride with me, if you're listening to this episode, A, let me just say it means the world to me, and I hope you know that. And 2022 was the first full year of me running a podcast, and it was just so powerful to go through the understanding that so many of you are listening to this and you're not only listening to this, you're listening to it often and catching up on all my episodes. And when you guys reach out about what has hit you, what has resonated with you, man, I want you to know how much it means to me and how beautiful it was to sit back at the end of 2022 in December and look at the numbers. It was really cool to see how many of you are really showing up for this. So thank you. That's my start today's conversation is thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for diving into this work with me and being open to the esoteric, to astrology, to these these realms uh, beyond the exoteric, which is the common. Thank you. Thank you. I want to call this episode today the seven year itch because I am going to dive into my 2022 and everything you saw and everything you didn't see and how it was truly one of the most painful, transformative, chaotic, insane, beautiful years of my life. So you guys, if you've been following along the podcast since at least the start of 2022, you would know that we started the year with a Venus retrograde conjunct Pluto and Mars, and it was like this really big opening into a brave new world, okay? I knew going into 2022, my relationship would be challenged, okay? My marriage would be challenged. And I had been feeling the buildup for for a while, okay? Let's preface that. Um, I knew Uranus was moving through the houses of relationships in my chart, and I could see that change happening within me before 2022. You know, my husband and I became polyamorous around 2017, 2018. Uh, Actually, yeah, it would have been 2017. We explored many realms of, you know, being with other people together and um, me going off and dating women by myself. But we had never explored the realm of same or sorry, opposite sex um, dating within each other. And at the end of 2021, that came into the field. It is this exploration of that. And I knew something was coming. I could feel it in my bones. I knew looking at my transits that that was the energetic shift this year was going to be big. And I knew with the nodes shifting into Taurus and Scorpio, that this was going to be an energetic year of absolute chaos within my relationships. I just didn't know how. And so I started the year 
dating someone, a male partner, out of my marriage. And, and you know, it started very innocently and very enjoyably. Um, but what ended up happening was A, falling in love with this other person, which is a very unexpected yet a big part of polyamory, okay, is um, being conscious of your partner. And what ended up happening was me experiencing this deep love for another person. Very unexpected, very chaotic. You can only imagine how that showed up in my marriage. And as I went through this experience of falling for this other person, I found that I was taking all the love out of my marriage and I was putting it into someone else. And this makes me think a lot of, you know, people who cheat and um, have affairs, no judgment, um, but how, you know, the person in the marriage that is experiencing the betrayal always feels uh, like they've done something wrong or like the person has energetically removed themselves. You know, they have no idea that there's an affair happening behind the scenes, but we see in all the movies, right, this person is um, experiencing their partner doesn't want to be with them anymore energetically, sexually, all these things. And they're always sort of gripping for their partner. Meanwhile, that person has taken all of that love and all of the passion and excitement and all the good, good parts of a relationship and put it into another person. And so as I experienced all of this, I was seeing myself do this. I was seeing myself put all of the good of a relationship into this other partner and take all of that passion, all of that love, all of that, um, that beautiful, really, really deep connection as taking it out of my marriage, taking it away from Josh and giving it to someone else. And what I saw as I was really the observer this year, truly, I sat in the observer seat and let it all happen was you know, Josh experiencing his loss of me, his experience of me taking what is a very, very deep love, a very deep love between Josh and I. He had to watch all of that sort of be taken away from him and given to someone else and watch me fall in love with someone else, watch me give all my energy to someone else. And as we went through this, you know, we toyed, with so many things between, you know, the, the healing of my sexuality through this awakening. I, I call this other partner, this beautiful person, um, like a defibrillator for my sexuality. He really woke me back up to the fact that I'm, I'm not broken. I thought I was broken sexually. I thought I, I couldn't experience sexuality the way I did when I was younger, but this other lovely human, was truly this defibrillator that awakened me back to myself, to my sexuality, my sensuality, and to pleasure. And then during all of this, me being the observer, watching you know this energetic exchange, pull, release, shift, I had to sit back and let it happen. As you know, Josh witnessed it, I witnessed it. This this partner experience, this push and pull of falling in love with someone who was married and was. Um, not necessarily available. And that wasn't the plan going in. It's never the plan in polyamory that, you know, you're going to fall in love with the person that you, you are with. There's always an expectation of love. Absolutely. We fall in a sort of love, 
with our, our partners no matter what. But usually there's an energetic boundary, which I, you know, had to experience the loss of in this transit. Now, let me say here that the transits I was going through this year, I've been in a Pluto transit, Pluto squaring my Libra rising, okay? Relationships, rebuilding the foundation of my relationships and of myself, the dismantlement of everything I knew, right? My foundation crumbled and it absolutely did. And I've been going through a Neptune sun opposition since the, um, since before the Jupiter Neptune conjunction last April. And so that is the transit of what I call the great fog, the great fog. And it wasn't till I was through all of this that I dropped back into my body. So as the summer approached, you know, I was with this other partner, but I knew something was happening. I felt within my bones that there was a shift coming. coming. And I had a reading with one of my beautiful friends, Charlene Lizette. If you don't follow her, I highly suggest following her. She's just one of the most potent people I've ever met. And I had a reading with her and a reading with the lovely Nikki White, who has also been on this podcast. Um, And both of them confirmed this energy of me stepping into becoming a self-made woman, okay, supporting myself, putting off something that needed to happen, okay, Uh, really what were the words exactly? I can't remember the exact verbiage, but basically, you know, avoiding the inevitable. That's what was happening with me. They both said these things without knowing they had said these things. Um, you know, they had no conversation. They, they don't, they're not friends. (laughs) And they both said the exact same words to me in two different readings. And this big decision between where I was going to go, what I was going to do, how my life was going to change. We were in BC, Um, BC love of my life, absolutely obsessed with the place, but it was never easy there. We were never solid in our home base there. And so moving through that, we had to make a big decision. And if you guys have been following me for a while or listening for a while, you know that the energy of Ontario came through again. And I really denied this. This came through also in a reading earlier that year saying I was going home. And I said, no, 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 I'm not going home. I would never go home. And as the year progressed, that must've been February, suddenly I wanted to go home. Suddenly I had to go home. Suddenly there was the shift. And so we bought the RV, as most of you know, and the plan was to go back to Ontario, visit, and then move down to Mexico in the RV. Now, that in itself was the most painful experience of my life. But going through that, while my marriage was disintegrating and while I was experiencing this deep love for this other person was the most painful, chaotic, and turbulent moment I've had in years. Probably since 2012 to 2014, the last time the nodes were swapped was one of the most tumultuous times in my life, the most painful tower moments. And here I was again in this tower moment. 
And so I left BC and I'll admittedly say part of the reason I left and got in that RV and went with Josh was because I knew if I stayed in BC, I wouldn't be able to stay away from this other person. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to choose Josh. And in moving to Ontario, I was trying to choose him. I was trying to choose my husband, trying to choose our love, our seven years of love. We celebrated our seven years last April, April 2022. And I was trying to choose him. So we, we drove across the country in this experience of death and loss and grieving. Once we hit Nelson, six hours, our first destination, six hours from home, I knew our marriage was, was over and I thought it was over forever. I just felt this like it's done energy. I was just, I was done. And like Josh had said to me, he said it was like a switch had turned off and I was just out. And I had to go through that with him, you know, being just him and I in that RV for a month of loss and grieving of, you know, being next to the person you've loved, wanting to reach out, wanting to hold them, but simultaneously not at all being completely disconnected and missing this person that you're driving away from, you know, every step of that drive away across the country. I was getting further from this other person who I'd fallen in love with, who all of a sudden I wanted to choose and I wanted to be with them. So all of this was all going on at once. I was grieving my marriage, grieving leaving this person in this RV that kept breaking down, driving across the country, not knowing where I was going to go or what was going to happen. No sense of grounding, no sense of home. All at once. And let me tell you, it was, it was painful. It was raw. It was one of the most intense periods of my life. And all through it, I maintained a sense of peace. And I swear there are a few reasons why. One was I knew the astrology of the moments. I knew the transits. I knew what I was going through. I knew that I was dismantling. I knew I was in a Pluto transit. Okay, let me die. Let me mourn. Let me grieve. Let me feel. I knew I was in a Neptune transit. I have no idea what's going on. I'm still in this Neptune transit and I don't know what lies ahead. I have to be okay with that. I'm in the fog. And I knew the nodes were moving with Uranus, the great awakener, the great shifter, a great change maker. I knew all this was happening in my houses of relationships. It's still going on. So I knew I was changing. And the biggest thing I felt in leaving Josh was that I had outgrown him. I had outgrown our marriage. I had outgrown what he could provide for me. All the while, I had to step up for myself because if I left Josh, that meant I had to provide fully for myself. I had to stand wholly in my power and be my own, you know, my own bank, my own, my own 
nourisher, nurturer, everything. I had to be everything. If I was going to make that choice and leave this person who has been, you know, my home and Josh is the absolute, the absolute best person in the entire world. He's the most nurturing, nourishing, loving, soul-filling human. And to leave him meant that I would have to do all those things for myself. And so I went through all of this. I went through all of this thinking I was going to go back to BC, be with this other partner, um, and start this whole new life, you know, through, there were so many changes through all of this. There were decisions, uh, would I go back to BC, live with my best friend, start this relationship with this person or continue it? Or would I, you know, live alone? Then it came down to, okay, I can't go back yet. I got to stay in Ontario. So Josh and I kept living together, got an apartment together, thinking it was just temporary. And, and we, we arrived at a place of friendship and, all the while he sat there and he waited. You know, he didn't go anywhere else. He didn't look anywhere else. He didn't date. He didn't, he, did, he just, he just waited. Knowing that I was coming back and, and I would, would laugh lovingly. I would say, I would just be like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to explain this to you any deeper or any, any more um, clearer, but he just waited. And as we move through this, there was always this like, this sense where I couldn't fully let go, right? Still living with him, still doing all these things, but I had really set in my mind, I was, I was, my marriage was over. I was done. You know, I even thought about finally getting those papers and signing the separation papers, doing all that stuff. I thought about it. And as the time went on, things shifted. And... Eventually, I went back to visit BC, went back to this partner, this lovely human, and I realized as I had booked my flight and Josh was dropping me off at the airport that I still loved him. I wasn't done. I wasn't done. And so I took that flight and I arrived knowing that and everything I had felt for that partner, it would completely change because I woke up. It was like, I swear to God, I was dropped back into my body. All the pain, all the chaos, all the insanity of this year was like, a, like I was in a dream. Like I was out of my body. I had to make all those decisions. They were all right. And I was the observer and I let it all happen and I regret nothing. But it was as if I got back to BC and I was dropped back into my body and I saw everything clearly. And the astrology of it all was that this happened as Neptune went direct and the last time I had saw this partner was when Neptune went retrograde the last day and all of a sudden it was like the fog had cleared the fog had cleared and I had so much clarity around this single point in my life and I instantly knew what I had to do how to do it all of everything. I just made those choices. I radically and very uranianly made the choices that I had to make. And I came home to Josh. And I asked him when, when I was in BC, I asked him, can you forgive me? Can you ever forgive me? And he said, there's nothing to forgive. Of course, of course. 
and what it made me realize in all of this insanity, this year of wild energy, the seven-year itch, the seven-year itch, was that A, unconditional love exists. It absolutely exists. And B, we have to go through these things in our own way, in our own experience. We can't fight these moments. We can't fight our transits. Everything that happened was perfectly aligned to my transits, to what I knew the year was going to bring to me. I didn't know how it was going to show up. I had no idea I was going to buy an RV, move across the country, leave my husband, meet someone else, fall in love, and then end up back with my husband. I had no idea that would be what happened. But all of my transits led me back to me, to the experience I need to have. And, you know, Josh and I talk all the time about this now. Neither of us have any regrets, though the last year was painful because we remained the observer through the entire experience. We remained the observer. We remained, you know, detached, emotional, of course. I cried a lot. I cried more in the last year than I have in the last 10 years. But we remain the the observer. In every moment, in every painful experience, we both remain the observer. And that is the magic of what I'm here to teach you guys. Is how to use things like astrology, healing your body, embodiment techniques, healing your nervous systems, magic magical practices, all these things. The reason I'm here to teach them to you is so that we can go through these periods of loss and destruction and dismantlement, these tower moments, and stay in a level of peace. And that has been the major theme of my year. I have been through one of the greatest hells I ever thought I could experience. 10 years ago, I would have dropped to my knees with the the shit I went through this year. But I met it with peace and grace because I was aware of what the cosmos, aka me, I am the cosmos, you are the cosmos, we are playing out, expressing itself, was showing me, was guiding me to understand about myself. And so this year, (laughs) this year of chaos, of destruction, of unearthing, was still one of the most beautiful years of my life. And I came home to myself, to my husband, to my relationship, to my life, a more expanded and raw, authentic version of myself. And if I had feared the experience of falling in love, of leaving, of transversing the wild adventures I took this year, I would not be as expanded as I am right now. If I had resisted, you know, the version of me 10 years ago would have resisted every single experience I had over the last year. If I had resisted, 
I wouldn't be this version of me. And I wouldn't be able to sit here and tell you guys about the beauty of the most chaotic year of my life. And that is the magic of astrology, the magic of the cosmos, the magic of being here on earth and experiencing life as it is. And this is what I get to do with my students and my clients all the time. We get to meet ourselves as our cosmic codes, as ourselves reflected by the cosmic rhythms and, and really tap into the authenticity of our souls. This is why the most beautiful thing I've tapped into this year, okay? As I was experiencing all of this loss with Josh and this love with this other partner, this other partner was showing me what I was missing. It was, it was showing me the activation within me. It was showing me um, this love that I crave, a little more attention, a little bit more um, drive. This other partner showed me how attracted I am to drive, to ambition, to um, goals, to going after your goals, to doing these big, beautiful things that radically change our lives, enhance our lives, uh, big, big hairy goals. Okay. This, I was so attracted to this energy of someone stepping into their power. And I realized tapping into my own chart, into my descendant, my descendant being an Aries, I want someone who is active, who is ignited, who goes after their desires, who's ambition, who's ambitious, who's driven, um, and all these beautiful Aries things, creative, um, lit up, all these things. And I found that inspiration within someone else. Now, what I, do I suggest going out and you know finding another partner? No. But what I do suggest is tapping into your energetic signature to understand what you actually seek out of a partner and where you're unaligned in your own relationships. And then realize that it's not necessarily your partner who needs to give it to you. Okay. Yes, you'll, you'll definitely want to uh, find partners that are aligned with your cosmic rhythms. Okay. hundred percent. But what I found when I was, you know, I'd have these conversations with Josh about why it was over. And one of my biggest reasons was, you know, he wasn't being a go-getter. He wasn't going after his dreams. He was in his own experience, which was not everything I wanted out of a partner at the time. I felt I had grown past him. I felt I had grown out of our relationship. And what I actually was experiencing was a need for myself to step up. I was projecting everything I wanted for myself and within myself onto my partner. Because really what I wanted was to become a self-made woman. What I wanted was to be ambitious, creative, independent, driven, courageous, all the Aries things. I wanted them. And so I put it on Josh. You're not being these things that I need. When in reality, I wasn't being the things I need. I wasn't creating wholeness within myself by being the things that I need. And when that hit me, man, it was like, it was so deep because I understood this whole conversation I've been having on 
Instagram, on TikTok, a little bit here around like wholeness, around us being whole. And we seek outside of ourselves. And it is not wrong in the sense of our relationships are meant to teach us, fulfill us. Um, They're meant to be mirrors for us, to expand us. But when we are only seeking our love outside of ourselves and our support and all the things we want, if we're only seeking them from another person, then we are limiting ourselves and we are making ourselves feel that we're not whole when we are in fact whole. We are whole. We might need to cultivate something. We might need to, you know, discipline something. We might need to shift our priorities, but you are whole and I am whole. And I had to remember that through these big realizations of, oh my goodness, everything I'm seeking, I can become. Everything I'm seeking is within me. And so when I can shift into that, my marriage can shift. My relationships can shift because I'm no longer putting the external need for someone else to be what I am seeking. If they happen to be it, great. And if they don't align and I have outgrown them, it's okay to walk away. But I first have to be it within myself. And I first have to heal it within myself and love and honor it within myself. And that's where I've been. That's where I've been step, where I've been arriving and what I've been stepping into is being the things I wish to have. Like creating this vision of myself and becoming her, right? Becoming the Aries part of me that I feel so disconnected from. And that is so healing to other parts of my chart, right? It's healing to my Mars when I become that Aries version of me. It's healing to my Pluto in the first house when I become that Aries version of me. It's healing to my rising when I become that Aries version of me. And we can see how the medicines kind of pop around back and forth. This year was, I guess last year, last year, time is a construct, but last year, was a big lesson in peace, making peace a priority. And you guys know I'm not huge into human design, but I am a manifester and I am very, very, um, uh, what is the word, astounded by human design and in its truths and my manifestorness and I'm a 6'2", the hermit and the role model. I, I am focused on peace in this life. I am focused on having and cultivating peace. And so that's my word. I've mentioned this before, I believe, to many of you, that peace is the word I gravitate toward. Is this bringing me peace? And what does peace mean to me? It doesn't always mean the same thing for everyone. And it doesn't always mean the same thing at every moment in my life. But if I'm cultivating peace, even in chaos, even in the worst moments where I think everything is lost, my marriage is open, over, I have nowhere to live, I don't know what I'm going to do, but if I'm cultivating some sense of peace, then everything is okay, right? Trusting the universe, trusting the flow. I talk about Pluto transits a lot, surrender. Neptune transits, surrender. Uranus transits, God, surrender. Just let it happen. Saturn, surrender. And when we can cultivate surrender, things become more peaceful. 
because we naturally understand and trust that the universe does have our back. I know that seems so cliche, right? Everyone talks about it. The universe has your back, blah, blah, blah. But it actually does. It actually does. And if you can trust the intuitive guidance, okay? So key, you better start tapping into your intuition. And if you haven't already, then man, that is the start of this. If you can trust your intuitive nudges, okay, move to Ontario. What? But here I am healing my marriage. Okay, do this. What? Like It may seem arbitrary in the moment, but it might be taking you down the most healing road you've ever been down. And I know that sitting here, you know, not 100% in love with being in Hamilton, but I know I'm headed somewhere different. I know I have to be here for a reason. I know this is some sort of stepping stone to the next journey of my life. And I'm already tapping into what that is. You know, I'm already tapping into the possibility of calling her having my soul baby. Um, I've never, ever wanted to have a baby in my life, but this is coming through very strong since June of this year. Um, maybe that's in the future. Maybe it's not. I'm open to both, but there's this shift happening, the, the shifts in my business that are coming, the shifts that I'm going to be bringing to you guys, the masterminds I'm going to be creating all about, you know, cultivating peace, surrender, the dark feminine, taking back your power, working with your cosmic transits to cultivate peace. That's what I want to offer to you guys. What I want to bring to you guys in 2022. So on Instagram, you saw, you know, a little bit of my trip across the country. I quieted down real, real quick with that one because it was just so painful and so tumultuous. You saw my mirror, my marriage ending, but what you didn't see is my marriage healing. And what you didn't see was me loving someone else and me receiving a beautiful blessing of love from this other human for a year, a year of really deep love. What you didn't see was the tears and the days I didn't want to show up for work. You know, this beautiful business, there were days I didn't want to. You didn't see me falling apart. You didn't see all of that. And it's not to say I should be, you know, sharing with that, that with you all the time, or I shouldn't be. Neither is right or wrong. But just remembering that, you know, we're all having our experience. No matter what level of consciousness we think someone's on or how easy someone has it or glamorous their life is. Not to say mine looks like that at all, but just saying, like, you know, we look at these people on Instagram, these influencers, you know, and we, we make quick judgments about how things are going for people. Yeah, we have no idea. But even when, you know, the world is falling apart and energetically and chaotically, 2023 is going to be very interesting. I'm excited to take you guys through that. I'm really excited to take you through it. Even though these moments of chaos happen, we can cultivate peace. And I swear, I swear, I swear, it's by co-regulating our nervous systems, embodying our soul signatures, knowing our astrology, and working with our transits. There's a few other things in there too, for sure, and they're all going to depend on who you are. But if we can do this, then life doesn't have to look the way we thought it did, right? It doesn't. It doesn't have to look the way you envisioned it. It doesn't have to look like your vision board, 
but it could have flavors. And the more you tap into your magic, the more you can make those flavors come true. The more you can make that vision, you know, a reality in some way. Some way. So that is my 2023. I mean, 2022, guys. <laughs> I don't even know what year it is anymore. But that's all, all the stuff I went through, you know? I loved deeply. I lost deeply. I've had to release that partner now with so much love and so much reverence for him. But I choose my marriage. I woke up to everything I have and now I'm healing that and healing. I'm healing everything I had and it feels like I just snapped back into, you know, my, my soul's place. But that expansion was needed. It was so, so needed. So depending on, you know, how you're feeling, what you went through, you, you know, a lot of you have told me you're ending marriages. A lot of you were ending marriages in the start of 2021, 2022. A lot of you are ending them now. A lot of you are not sure. You're not sure if you're going to stay or you're going to go. That's okay. I want you to remind you that when we're going through these moments, sometimes we don't know what the end game is until the end. We don't know the purpose. We don't know anything until the very end. And if we can just meet it with surrender, with peace, with trust, with honor, with reverence, and let ourselves reflect and do the shadow work by God, if we can just do the shadow work and reflect, then this experience, these experiences can be so different than we've been programmed to understand they are. And I think this will help our mental health. It will help our understanding of self and really radically change the way we're all doing life here. So that's what I have for you today. I can't wait to hear you know, what you guys have been going through, what your, you know, what your year looked like and nobody saw. I honor you guys so much for going through what you are going through, for experiencing your transits, for meeting them head on, even not meeting them head on sometimes. And I'm just sending you so, so much love. Thank you guys for listening to my story, for understanding and allowing me to be my authentic self. And I look forward to being able to do the same for you this year. I do have two spaces open in my mentorship program, my one-to-one mentorship program that you are invited to join me in if you want to in 2023. There is a three-month and a six-month option, and we're basically going to do everything I do you know, and have done through these transits is understand your personal soul signature, what you're going through based on your cosmic rhythms, on your transits, you know, embodiment practices, daily rituals, nightly rituals, workbooks to dive you so deep into the shadow work of all of this. This mentorship is for the person who is ready to change their life right? Change your freaking life and become more in tune with who you are, live more authentically and allow yourself to learn peace. Okay. This is about 
you know, healing the nervous system and the energetic system all at once and radically shifting the way you do life. We do not need to do life the way that we've been told. I swear to God, whether it's you want to start a business, whether it's you want to re or parent your children outside of the norm, living out of the system, whatever it is, you know, this mentorship is for you to bring that to the table and work one-on-one with me energetically and, you know, through talking to me and using the many, many, many years of tools I have in my tool belt to transform your life. Okay. So two spots are open right now. They will fill up fast. So if you would like to join me in this beautiful potent container for the next three to six months, I want you to head to the link in my bio. You can book a discovery call with me where we're just literally going to talk, no strings attached, see if it's the right fit and dive into this work on a whole new level. Because I promise you, I promise you, we can move through the most painful, messy, tumultuous times of our life with peace. And it's all about energetics, your body and your mind. So I'm sending you so much love on this beautiful, right now it's really rainy here, rainy, mild day. And I can't wait to connect with you in future episodes and 